This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the best bits, just the bits side of the podcast. In case you missed it, I had Scuba Steve on with me this weekend in part one. You can catch that behind the scenes fun. We went on tangents, talked about all kinds of things. So make sure to go listen to that fun interview in part one. This is just the bits right here, which means I'm just going to intro the bits and play them back for you. So you can either get caught up on the show or make sure you don't miss anything. You know, the list goes on. But coming in. Real hot at number seven, the show talked about the things they faked on their first dates with their now spouses, which is hilarious to hear back and look back on. So definitely one to check out. And I'm just, you know, I called out Scuba Steve and the thing, but this is probably the worst on this list. Number seven. There's a study that says most people, when they start dating someone, they fake healthy eating. They fake like, oh, I just I like to give me a, you know, Salad, grilled chicken. But in reality, they're not near as healthy. But my question is, what did you fake early on to kind of lure your person in? And I'll go first. I probably faked with Caitlin that I was a little more fun than I really am. (laughs) That's funny. You were down to do more. I was like, I love it. Adventures. Let's do adventures. (laughs) Let's do some laughing. Let's just do stuff. Spur of the moment. You must have been exhausted. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm so spontaneous. Uh, smash cut. No, I just want to stay home. <laughs> Give me some internet. So I think she thought I was a little more interesting in that way. A, a hike. I can't get enough hikes. Oh, and no. Now? now, I don't even want to walk to the driveway <laughs> to get the Uber Eats. Um, so that's probably how I faked a little bit with Caitlin. I acted a little more interesting than I probably was. Uh, you, Amy? Um, I acted like, because he was in the military... Air Force and had to live other places that I'd quit my job right away and move with him. Oh, so you you, you lied. That's I, not an acting lie. lie. That's a lie. <laughs> well, I That's thought you saying I'm going to do would. something. Yeah. I mean, I was just buying time to see what would really happen. But I mean, I, I mean, I think I was even faking myself out. And then when it came down to it, I was like, well, we can work something out. So we ended up looking at his deployment schedule and I was like, look, you're going to be in Afghanistan. I can live with my mom. So we didn't live together our first two years of marriage. 
And But you did move with him to North Carolina. I think I tried to quit the show like three times, mm-hmm. and he was a part of that equation, and I'm still here. And I kept building her <laughs> studios in different places, like you ain't going anywhere. One time we had a whole going away party for her. Oh, yeah. And then we built our studio in North Carolina. Yeah, and he was like, what the? Eddie? <laughs> uh, for sure, me, it was that I was cleaner than I really am. I When she'd come to my apartment, she would always say like, oh my gosh, this is the cleanest guy's apartment I've ever been to. Like, it's spotless. But now, I mean, I just throw my clothes everywhere. I don't clean. And so she's like, that was totally fake. Lunchbox? Money. We'd go out to dinner and she'd order a glass of wine. I'd be like, we'll just get the whole bottle. And I just because, you know, no big deal. I don't even like wine. I don't even like wine. But I'd be like, yeah, we'll just get the whole bottle. And I'm sitting there going, it's not good. I'm going to pay that whole <laughs> bottle. But hey, girl, you go ahead and get that whole bottle. And we'd go to the bar. She'd order a well drink. I'm like, no, get a top shelf. Oh. Yeah, you know, get the really expenses stuff. out there, huh? Yeah. And man, it would be like, oh, that. What about now? Now, she didn't, we have separate money, so it doesn't matter. She oh. pays for herself. Oh, but at, at that point, I was trying to impress her and be like, whoa. But then once we started getting down to it, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to pay for everything for the rest of your life. Uh, Scuba, didn't you fake being rich and you took out all your 401k? Yeah, very similar to Lunchbox. Yeah, but I yeah, I cashed in my 401k, so I had money to spend while we were first dating. He tried to, it says now, you're now wife. My now wife. He cashed looking, out his what? 401k to try to impress her. Oh my <laughs> On what kind of stuff, though? Um, so what, I was living in San Francisco, and it's very expensive to go out there. So it was like dinners and tickets to a show and movies and a little uh, getaway vacation in Napa, that kind of Oof. stuff. And, but it worked, though, because I feel like it's okay in a sense because it then, not saying she's shallow and needs money, but it allows me to take her around. And while we're doing these things, she gets to know me and my personality. Otherwise, she would probably never go out with me because we couldn't go anywhere. When did you have to reveal to her that you were not... <laughs> Well, well, I I wanted to be gentle about my words. When did you reveal that that was a bit of a facade? Uh, It was about when the money started to run out, which is about three or or four months. And then she was like, hey, come out and see me in East Bay. And I was like, well, I can't afford a a fare on the the subway to get out there and see you. Can you Venmo me? Or at the time, can you send money to my checking account to come see you? You would ask your your wife to send you money. So So I'd come see her because I couldn't see her. She, She lived 45 minutes away. I had no car. I had to rely on public transportation that I couldn't afford anymore. So you went from taking her on vacations to Napa to can you pay for my train ride? Yes, to come and see you. And she's still, she still married you, but you got yes. her by then. Yeah, well, I had her by then. The silver lining, too, was then she looked at my finances and my credit score and helped clean me up. Uh, and I she know, helped great. clean you up. She helped clean me Did up. Did she pay off any of your debt? She didn't pay off my debt, but she put a system together, like a Dave Ramsey kind of thing, on how to clear my debt. So it actually worked out great for me. So you lured her in <laughs> to do your dirty work. <laughs> I mean, not really, but yes. Wow. Uh, Raymundo, what'd you lie to your now wife, Bay about? Yeah, I would have to say my height for the first six months that I dated her. I was always wearing cowboy boots, which would give me a solid three inches. And then I distinctly remember in the relationship down the road, she goes, I I didn't have any shoes on at the apartment. She was like, you're actually kind of short. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is my height. But I didn't realize. I mean, yeah, I'd been rocking boots for a while. Ray was in boots or laying down, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Who said everybody's same height? Ray Ray said that everybody's same height laying down. That is creepy, but (laughs) fitting. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. I can't believe Scuba spent a 401k. I know. But it it worked. It was an investment, right? It was a great investment. It's a great investment. All right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. At number six, we got Brett Eldridge. He came on the show for a full interview, sit down. He even sang a little bit impromptu during the interview. And he talked about love, why he's still single, what's going on in his life, what he loves to do for solitude. 
It's a great interview. Make sure you check that out. If you want to watch it instead of listen to it, you can go to bobbybones.com. Number six. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Brett Eldridge. Congratulations on the new song. Thank you. You know what's interesting about this song is, and here's a clip of Brett's new song, Songs About You. I'm just trying to get these songs about you. What I like about this and what I like about this kind of song is it's a sad song, but it's got a little beat on it. So sometimes you're just like grooving and you're like, I feel so good. And then you listen, and you're like, no, that was sad. And you, yeah. it's kind of confusing, <laughs> but in an awesome way. That's, that's some of my favorite kind of stuff is, is little double meanings, you know. When you write this and it is a sad song, what's the song about? Because you did write it. What's the song about? Basically, you're going through life. You think you're over somebody and then. Years later or weeks later, months later, whatever, you hear the song as you're walking by a bar in Chicago or wherever, takes you right back to that person. You're not so much over them as much as you thought you were. And you just now all of a sudden you're trying to get through these songs about you. Every song is about you that that I hear. So whenever you write this or you have the idea for it, do you imagine it as a ballad, a slow song at first? Uh, I had the honestly, I had the groove. I had the groove. I'm just trying to get through these songs about you. I had that and like uh, the feel um, beforehand. And then I, so I had like a feel good thing about it. And then I, I went in with Jesse Joe Dillon and, and uh, Ben West and we, we kind of dug through how to do it. And, and it just felt like it had to put that angle on it was, was the way to go. Do you and your phone have just a weird clip of you going, nah, do, da, oh, yeah. Ba, da, do. oh yeah. So you keep those. Yes. Do you? Well, I'm sitting in the bathtub. Actually, yeah, will that come to you randomly? And just, you just have a part of it, and so you don't want to lose it, so you record it right then. Yes. Okay. Can I play one of mine? Yeah, I would love. I to I did hear that it. at like three this morning. This is called, <laughs> um, and I recorded it, and I don't know if it's going to be anything. It's three a.m. And I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe earlier. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I got this. Probably going to win a Grammy if I can be honest with you. I can't wait to hear this. So this one's called uh, Gas Station Breakfast. <laughs> And again, I'm just doing that. Three, these are your 3 a.m. thoughts. I like this. I'm just going, nah. Here we go. This, this is me. You think Brett's got good music. Wait for this. Okay. I'm having a gas station breakfast. <laughs> Pork rinds and sweet tea. Oh. I'm having a gas station breakfast. The hairy guy in the 18-wheeler over there just winked at me. <laughs> so so it just keeps going. I don't even have words to some of it. I'm like, Bleh. so I feel like we'll sit down and I'll go, okay, here's this thing. It came to me in the middle of the night. Now, yours uh, is real. Yeah. I do. I could, but is it the similar? I could probably find mine, but I, I would want to listen to it before I played it on here. <laughs> it's like a like song, song. Oh, I don't play that. Yeah. Usually I save it. Like, I think I had the verse. Um... Yeah, okay. So I just searched the title. Because then in, in mine, I'm also going, Man, I'm, busy. I'm not even saying words. I'm just trying to keep a little melody. So when we write the, the, the song, here we go. So that's the verse. That's awesome. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, so that, that's awesome. So that's like first thing in the morning, so you can't jug the vocals too much. Oh, because like, we were. Yeah. I knew you were. I saw <laughs> you over there. I was just yeah, yeah. Now a little more of gas station breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm having a gas 
breakfast. We're the same. We're the same. That's going to be a master yeah. someday. Did you say the line about the, somebody on the 18 wheeler winked at me? The trucker on the 18 wheeler just winked at me. Harry. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, he saw you eating the taquito or whatever. And like, I don't know what like, his motivation was, but I'm not up for it. That. That's all I know. <laughs> what is motivation? In gas station breakfast. So, you know, yeah. I don't know which one will be a number one first. Yours or mine, but Whoa. that's not a bet I'm willing to take. That's, that's <laughs> Some of my favorite music of yours is uh, the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you need to be currently in that emotional place to write a great emotional song? I think in some forms, it might not like if I might not be going through a heartbreak or something like when I'm writing songs about you, you kind of heard the story of where it came from. But by the way, for listeners I'm, just tuning in, not a song about me. Yeah, they yeah. may have heard a song I mean, about, about you. No, yeah, the song you. is called Songs it's About, about uh, You. Yes. You listening. But no, I mean, I've had, to, I think I've had to be there, but like if, if the, so I've had to experience it. Otherwise I, I feel like I'm not telling it, but, and then when I'm writing a love song, I might not necessarily been like deep in love before, but I know what I imagine I want. And that's, you know, I think like in a, in a movie, in a movie way of how I would imagine how it would work for me. You know, did you just say that you've never been in love before? I think that's what you just said. Is that what you just said? Yeah. I mean, I, I would probably say that. I mean, I've been in love in different ways in my life, you know, but like deep love. I don't know. I don't know. if the, I don't. To, you know, uh, full transparency here. I had never either at all until I met Caitlin. Yeah. So I think we're both playing the game a little later than most yeah. folks. But I think it's really special to that person if, yeah. you know, if you whenever you do meet whomever it is, you're like, I had never been in love before until you. Yeah. I actually think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you tr- do you value that? Or are you like I don't want to do that it until that's like the real one? I, v- I value that in a big way, and I honestly I feel it coming around. I'm open to it. I used to not even be open to it. I just you know I'd be out in the road. I'd be traveling all the time, and that would be my life. You know that was all my love. Now I'm open to the right thing coming around. So it's gonna happen. Abby, I want to put you on the air for a second with Brett. Abby is our phone screener, and she had a question about you. So go ahead, Abby, meet Brett if hey, you haven't Brett. met him. Oh, we've met. We okay. met. How you doing, Abby? <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, that was weird. Change was weird. I mean, oh, we've met. Oh. We've met. Hey. I don't. Know. Sorry. Okay. He walks by me when he goes in the studio. Yes, okay. Exactly. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. No, I was okay. I've wondering this like how are you single because i feel like you have everything a girl could want like what like you're funny you're tall um, you're talented you love god your oh. family your dog i mean like isn't that everything a girl wants <laughs> oh man well, thank are, is, you like are you that. too picky or like <laughs> i'm, I'm just picky, but I, I uh honestly i i think i always like i was just kind of saying i always um put love off to the side or anything and was just you know uh, focusing on music and, and doing all of that, and I've really took a focus in the last few years to to uh, to focus on my per- personal life too. Other than there's a lot more than just music and playing music, and and uh, so um, I guess I am picky, but for the right reasons, I guess I want to I want to find the right thing, and and uh, I really feel like it's 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 coming in here pretty soon. So I'm I'm very open to it. Yes. Anything he yet? said multiple times that yeah. he feels it coming I know. soon. He's like, he's, yeah. yeah, are you manifesting Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Okay, so yeah, you're putting it out. But, it, but there's not something that you're just hiding. Right. No, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. And would it, I can is, respect that if so. Is it fair to say that maybe in the last couple years or so you've been like getting to know yourself more? Absolutely. So that way you can show up yep. as the right person? Let 100%. me paint this on you. You're a <laughs> okay. pretty cerebral guy. Yeah. I just picture you, though, as like a guy who drives. I'm not a guy that likes to go for a drive. I, yeah, I, I do. 
like, what do you get from that? Reflection. Really? Yeah, I really do. I, I like, and hiking is a big thing for me, so I'll go on long hikes, and I'll just, uh, I used to listen to podcasts all the time on hikes. Now I just listen to the birds. And, and uh, That's forest bathing. Oh, my goodness. What is happening it's Forest right now? bathing? Yes. You're, you're you being... don't listen to anything? You have to nature? Yeah. I listen to nature. Yeah. Nature. Oh, man. That... Lunchbox yeah. runs and only listens to nature on a run. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, you li- wow. That's what you need. I mean, that's what makes you feel free. If you're still with the technology in your ears, you're not getting away. I don't need what? to get away. I'm good. I'm getting <laughs> exercised. Uh, Brett Eldridge is here. You're going to Europe. You say you're going to Portugal, then do a bunch of shows over there. Do yeah. they like you there? Or is it a different kind of like? Like, what's happening? Yeah. I mean, it's so I start in the UK, then I go to Germany, and then I go to Amsterdam. Um, it's so... It's so fascinating, and honestly, it's like it's like starting your career in another. You know, it's starting over in some ways. It's 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 making new fans in a new way. So it's really exciting. It reminds me of like my first tour here in clubs and that excitement and everybody's singing every word to number seven on the album. That over there, they listen to every rec- every song. It's pretty cool. Do you feel like that's a bit? Like humbling in a good way when you go do that, it kind of rechecks you that you're a normal dude. Hundred percent. Because here you're playing arenas. And then you're walking outside the venue like no big deal, and uh, walking around town and just seeing all these new cultures and new things. I, I love it so much. It's like we want to leave the studio every day. Absolutely. <laughs> just walk right out. <laughs> nobody nobody gives a crap <laughs> except for right, right here. Have you ever on the show? Uh, I was talking about it. Ran into somebody that I feel like is famous. He's a football coach from Arkansas, yeah. and he didn't know it was. Have you ever run anybody famous just randomly in real life and been like, hey, what's happening? And you're confused. You're like, should I say I'm Brett Aldridge in case oh, they yeah. know I'm – has that ever happened to you where you feel like it's awkward? Do I just say, hey, I'm a fan or do I say I'm Brett Eldridge so they don't think it's weird? I met Jim Nance the other day. The and, commentator. Uh, yeah. And I'm really – I just love – I like people with like a really cool voice and, and uh, obviously he's a legend for – and I, I was like – I he acts like you know, like you know, he like loves music and he knows who I am. I have no idea, but did you say hi? What did you say? How did you introduce yourself to Jim? Somebody, I, somebody introduced me that was with him, and uh, so I did. I just said hello, but uh, I was like, I don't know if he knows or not. But I, I just, <laughs> I was like, he's cool. <laughs> uh, Brett Eldridge is here. I got a picture. Look at this guy right here. Oh, that's this is Brett. <laughs> look at that. Oh, wow. Hey, Abby, take a look at that's this and see school. if you still want to say what's up. That's high school. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh... I posted that. I think. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. A while ago. But uh, the, hey, look, look at, at the frosted tip. I mean, tip. but how old are you now? I mean, versus uh, that's yeah, what? That, that's twenty. This is like six ago. months ago, at least, right? Twenty years. <laughs> frosted <laughs> frosted <laughs> tips. Yeah, you gotta get frosted and your tips. collars up. Oh yeah, you're wearing your collar. Did you ever double pop? I never single popped. You never even single pop. No, What's a double pop? Two colors. You wear two shirts. Oh, man. Yeah, you you double the layers. What kind of kid were you in high school? I was kind of like, I was... I was in the middle, so I was I was hanging out with the nerds and the popular kids. I was like, I'd I'd do it all. I feel like that's like a... I feel like that's like a really... Attractive woman going. I was a tomboy. I feel like that's what you just. That's what people just say. Like I I, you know, I was good clown. for everybody. I was, I was okay, around. let's get down into it. You were a little bit of a class, class clown. clown. I would. I was never like a troublemaker. I would be friend, like I loved all the teachers, and they would hold me in detention, and I would goof off in class. But we would, and when I was in detention, we would just tell jokes and have fun, and I would run the halls for a really long time. Were you the singing guy? Oh yeah, you were. So even in high school, guy. you were singing. Yeah. Where would you sing in high school though, where your your peers in school could see you? Um, musicals. Uh, Did you like, do any big ones that we know? Oh yeah, Oklahoma. 
Oh yeah. That, is that uh, pull your mic up a little? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. that um? Uh, oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, yeah. Do you do that? There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye, and it looks like it's climbing clear up to the sky. Oh, what a beautiful... <laughs> oh, you don't laugh. It's the best part of the whole song. Come on, give us that one. Give us that oh, one. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. Oh, what a beautiful... And now, have some pork rinds and <laughs> Same thing. I'm having a gas station breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it won't turn off. It won't turn off. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I haven't sang that song in a minute. Yeah, that's so, a good one. That's an take awesome him, one. Take me back to the old. You did that? You were that guy? Uh, Curly. Curly. His name. That's pretty so cool. I did that. I did, uh, uh, what else did we do? Uh, were you the oh, guy I that, was a grease. Yeah, I, mean, I was too. Did you? Were you Danny Zuko? Yeah. Yeah, so was I. Really? Yeah, I don't want to blow you out of the water, but I, I had frosted tips. That's Danny Zuko because I was like, that doesn't work. I know it didn't, yeah. but I was like, oh, it looked didn't look right. It looked really stupid. Did you do? Know. Stranded at the drive-in. Oh yeah, yeah. Branded oh, a fool. Yeah. Well, well, I don't Come remember. On. I don't remember those lines. What will they say Monday at school? I'm all alone. No, not the right song. Don't, no. don't, 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 don't take me shine. Sandy, can't you see I'm in misery? Know that? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't know it. this? I must have sang that. Oh, man. Okay, long... do your part now. Fine. Okay, sing it. Sing it. I don't even remember. Okay. I don't remember any of exactly. it. I just remember there, there's a ring where there's a, there's a scene where um, she she you give her, her your high school ring, and then uh, my dad let me borrow his wedding ring. Uh, in that scene, and the girl that was playing Sandy throws it at me. Well, it got, they lost my dad's wedding ring. It somehow oh. disappeared, and they could not find it for Oh, no. For real. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. It's real. But he ended up, you, you did find yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So if you do theater and musicals, like um, Jennifer Nettles is in Righteous Gemstones, Gemstones yeah. and oh, like yeah, I'm so watching good. her that. do that and perform and act, and she was did theater. So like, have you ever thought about pursuing acting? Acting? Yeah, I would do that. Would you do uh, like Broadway show if they came and said, "Hey, we're doing Oklahoma again"? Yeah, I mean, I think I would do it for like a, like a like a short run, like a six six month run or something. I could live in New York. Well, that's a long. <gasps> that's a long run. That would be six awesome. months. Yeah. 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 I would do that. Yeah. Sandy, can't you see I'm in misery? God, I don't remember that one. It's, I think it's probably maybe do you think he can't catch it because of the, the pitch you're getting? <laughs> like, no, I'm nailing it. Okay, okay. Okay, look, the song is Songs About You. I feel like we just had like an eight-mile moment where we battled and I won, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. That, oh, yeah, was, yeah. that was a good battle. And it is what it is, and I'll be one to know. Uh, good cool. to see you. You watching the Cubs. Yes, and we're doing pretty good. Doing pr- much better than I think yes. people expected. Yeah, that's it. Brett Eldridge, follow him at Brett Eldridge, and check out the new music. The album comes out in June. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan Number Two. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Sticking with the theme of complaints and all that kind of fun stuff this week, Lunchbox is now feuding with Chris Jansen. At least, you know, that's what he likes to say. He kind of created up the whole feud on himself out of some kind of strange situation that nobody else on the show agrees with him on. But, you know, it's still happening. There is still a feud happening in Lunchbox's mind. So if you want to find out why, here you go. Number five. So you and Chris Jansen have been feuding. Yeah, we have been feuding. Just remind our audience why this ridiculous feud that's it's very one-sided is taking place. Because he was having an album release party where you got to hear his new music. There was going to be food and drinks, and it said RSVP. So I RSVP'd for me plus four, which was my wife and my three kids, and they said we can't accommodate that. Well, the title of his album is All In, and so obviously... <laughs> Not everyone is all in. It's only some people get in is oh. what it should be called. Should they have so, named his album that? Yes, because if you're going to say all in, then that means everybody gets to come in. But I don't think that means everything that happens in his life. I think it, for his music. It Just, said The invite said we are going to get all in with Chris Jansen. Or so, and so I'm like, well, that means we're all getting in. So Chris Jansen, maybe you know him from this song right here. But he can buy me a boat. And he has, I'm digging them good vibes, I'm digging them yeah. So, big artist, and so you heard back from him. I did. He's trying to buy me off. 
He replied and he said, listen, sorry about that. Had no idea. Family is always welcome. Let me know what restaurant you want to go to and you can take the whole family. I'll bring you a gift card. Wow. That's nice. That's what I'm talking about. You're not really going to accept this. You created you this mean? feud. Yeah, he really out of nowhere. Thing. You asked for five people at an industry event. Well, there will be no kids. And now say, you're gonna, it didn't say no kids on it. You ever been to an industry event like this? Yeah, there have been kids there. I've been there, and the artist kids are there. Yeah, artists. no, no, no. no. The, the art. <laughs> oh. So, dude, I am getting dinner on the family. So you're gonna let Chris Jansen buy you, your wife, and your three kids dinner, and you're gonna feel good about that. Yeah, and I was thinking I'd just take the wife. Like, leave the kids with a babysitter and take the No, wife. no, no. All in. All in. That's right. Not part All in. All in. Take them all. Okay, you know what? I'll take them all. But now I just got to look up and find the most expensive restaurant in Nashville. No, that's also not. Oh, okay. boy. Do you think Lunchbox should take the gift card? No. Well, yes. No. I don't think so either. What do you mean? Because he created this feud. Jansen feels pressure. He doesn't. Wow, wow, wow. Scuba, Scuba, what do you think about this? He, I, you know, he obviously feels bad about it. Right, it I mean, feels I, gross, right? It's just kind of gross and weird. And it's Because she even emailed me, too, and I was like, please don't. I was like, this, don't do that. Who is she? His uh, manager? His, his manager, yeah. Slash wife? Yes, yeah. And I was like, he can afford his own freaking lunch. You don't need to buy Wow, so anything. Scuba's taking the card back. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I wouldn't take Even if me, I wouldn't take it personally. I would feel weird. I would feel, well, because yeah. he created this whole controversy exactly. himself. Hey, yeah. guys, you know what's going to not taste gross is the food that we go get with this gift card. It's going to be amazing. Oh Five gonna, star. Uh, How are you going to get in touch with him to do this? I'll just reply on Twitter and be like, hey, man, this is a restaurant I want. Bring it to me. Oh my gosh. I'm we have to be associated. I'm embarrassed. With him. Why are you embarrassed? And now he's going to start doing this to every artist. I mean, if you're going to title it all in, yeah, I am. That means everyone's included. That's the name of the muse to... Okay. All right, we're going to play a song here. You guys want me to bring you a dessert from the restaurant? I mean, yeah. No. Depends, <laughs> depends where you yeah. go. Yeah. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. For the last few weeks, we heard about somebody going to Hollywood, and we found out that was Amy. But now, a listener has a role in the movie, and they wanted to offer it up to someone on the show, which was a pretty big deal. And Lunchbox, let me tell you, he was so excited... Everybody on the show kind of freaked out for a moment, and it happened. Somebody got offered another role, so maybe we got two people going to Hollywood. I don't know. You got to listen and see what you think. Number four. On the phone right now is Ruby. Hey, Ruby, what what can we say your title is of this project you've called to talk to us about? My title, I'm an actress and independent filmmaker. I produce, direct, and star in all of my short films. Okay, so... She is here to offer one of you guys a paid role. Now, what would this role do? The role? Okay, so the role of... It will be for one of the antagonists in the film. It is a um, a dirtbag dude that um, manhandles a woman in a bar. It would be a Western after the Civil War, so late 1800s or 1866, 1867. And um, I would have a pretty brutal fight with the individual. So you're looking for someone who's a little bit athletic because you got to fight. Eddie's out. Yes. Someone who can, <laughs> you know, be the bad guy. And what will you pay this role? It, the role. Hold on. Let's hold yeah, this for the end. Let's say because it's a big wait, one. Wait, hold wait, on. Let's hold, okay. let's hold this. Let's hold this. Let's hold this. Let's hold this. So here we go. It sounds like they're the star of the, the movie, really. Mm-hmm. No, she is the star. Yeah, yes. Fight scene. Okay, yeah. it's a Western. She's looking for somebody to be a bad guy. Dirtbag. Um, and I'm going to tell you who's up for this role right now. 
Lunchbox. Yeah, let's go. I do have cowboy boots. Eddie? Nah, it's not me, but thank you. What do you mean it's not you? It's a dirtbag. Dirtbag guy in a bar. But this it's is... acting. No. Civil War, athletic, definitely not me. Athletic. <laughs> and I mean, and me. Raymundo is up for the role. Yeehaw! Wait, Eddie's what? passing on a role? It's I'm acting. not passing. I'm saying I'm pretty sure it's not me. Oh. But, I mean, Ray manhandling someone in a bar, oh. short guy, not yeah. really believable. All right, Ruby, who, who would you like to fill this role? I would love to have Lunchbox. Yeah! <laughs> what up, fools? How do you like that? No, it's you. Oh, I'm in the movies. Hey, let's start that IMDb page. Mike D, pull it up. Pull it up. So, let's Lunchbox, go. how much? Big acting job. Oh, big acting job. Listen, a- Amy's I- pays her a thousand bucks a day yeah. when she goes over to do that for her small role. But this is a this is a movie. This is a movie. Right. What, what are you asking for here? I mean, if Amy's getting a thousand, I mean, with my credentials, at least a thousand one. So, oh, you want just one dollar above her contract? Yeah. I'm getting the SAG day rate. Like, okay. it's what? The minimum? Ruby, yeah, the minimum. Lunchbox wants $1,001 a day. Well, to curb some expectations, oh. it would be a non-union role. It definitely isn't SAG. It would be a micro-budget, and it would oh. be what an independent film would typically pay daily for an actor. It would be a supporting role. You would have... Um, some pretty significant lines, Whoa! and you would get a lot of airtime. Yeah. Um, does your does your idea change, Lunchbox? Well, I mean, this is this is great. Can we be uh, at the uh, Cons Film Festival? <laughs> so I will be submitting this for film festivals, but I'm also going to use this as a sizzle reel so that we can pitch this as a larger idea to streaming platforms. Oh my goodness, I love it! I, I, I so got. So what's your monetary ask now? Hey man, you know what? I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to insult her. I want to see what she offers and see if that's good enough. Okay. All right. What's the offer, Ruby, to have lunchbox? The offer is negotiable, but it is one fifty a day plus I pay for travel and lodging. Where's travel to? Yeah, where are we going? It would be, you would either fly into Columbus or Cincinnati, Ohio. The travel, I would pay for also a rental car, and you would drive about two hours south of Columbus or two hours east of Cincinnati. So 150 and it bucks would be a day. Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, Chillicothe. Yeah. 150 bucks a day, Chillicothe, Ohio. How many and days? When she says rental car, she means like a limo. No, no, it hurts. How many then days? You'll be driving. Actually, yeah. actually, I was thinking of a 1984 um, Corvette. Now, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> How many days will you need him? Um, approximately three days. Oh, and it would be in August. <laughs> Oh, August? August? Beginning of August. Three days in August, 150 bucks a day. You got to fly to uh, Columbus and then drive hours. <laughs> to the you get to drive a Corvette and make yeah. 450. What do you Not think? Not bad, man. Think? <laughs> Let me check out my calendar for August. <laughs> it's clear. Don't worry. Early August. Um, there's a lot of open days on that, that calendar. <laughs> let me tell you. And uh, I mean, I'll go. I'll go to be an actor. Yeah, because this could lead to bigger things, guys. Thinking, I go to cons. I go to uh, that's the one place you know where they have no the one in Colorado. What about South by Sundance? Sundance Stumboat. What did you say? What do you call it? Sundance. What did you say? What did you say? Stumboat. Stumboat. Yeah. But it's Sundance in Steamboat. We can go to South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Sundance in Steamboat. Yeah. No idea. I think it's in Wyoming. Maybe. No, no, no. It's in like Telluride. Guys, I just told you where it is. Mike, we tell me where Sundance is because I think it's in a different city in Utah. 
Yeah. Park City. Oh. Park City, Utah. Well, that's what I said. Uh, it sounds like we we're pretty close to a deal. And then just imagine oh my when my career blows up, they'll put a sign in Chillicothe. Lunchbox filmed his first film right here. It's mm. a weird sign. Maybe. <laughs> Never seen a sign like that. You guys take this offline. Let me know tomorrow or the next day how the negotiation yeah. went. And we'll go from there. Ruby, we appreciate that. Of course. Guys, I mean, we're dealing with real deal. This is big time. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Let's see what happens. Thank you for the call, Ruby. And Lunchbox will be in of touch course. soon. Of course. Yeah. Well, there you go. First. Oh, man, I mean, this I is how careers start. This is it. All right, Lunchbox. Good luck, buddy. Thank you, guys. I'll remember you guys when I make it big. I'll try to, you know, if you guys say hi to Next me. Next thing you know, he's going to have a lake house in Chillicothe. I know. Really rub it in our face. Yep. <sighs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Another big interview on the show this week. Luke Combs came on, sat down for a full-blown conversation, just sitting, talking, telling us all the things going on in his life, including how he found out about his wife being pregnant, which was a super sweet story. And he talked about his new music he's got coming. He also shared a fun story about Ed Sheeran and Twin Peaks. I'm not going to say any more than that. I just need you to hear this interview. Number three, the Friday morning conversation with Luke Combs. What's up, buddy? What's up? You know, with you, it's interesting because we don't, you're not a guy that's always out and about. You like to live your little private life, and I respect yeah. that. Yeah. And then you come back in, and it's always good to see you. So what what have you been doing the last few months? Man, just getting, getting ready for this kid, dude. Is that <laughs> primarily what's been on your mind? Yeah, I mean, that and... You know, getting ready for this. I've been working a lot on this album, too, that's coming out. And um, so, yeah, just to that, between those two things, I have only played maybe seven shows this year, I think. So it's been really light in that sense. But Is that purposeful because of the kid and because of the new music? or? Well, I think it was just we did, you know, I, I did a tour last fall that was supposed to happen two years ago. And then, you know, I was 50, so 54 shows in like four months or five months. And um, so it was like when we were done, there was just no plan to tour this spring because it was like we know we had to work on the album. And the kid wasn't in the plan for that. You know, that wasn't part of the deal, I guess, you know. And I know a lot of people are asking you about the kid, and I will for mm-hmm. a second as well. Uh, was this a timeline? Like we were going to have a kid at this point? No, I mean we were. Tr- I mean we had been trying since we got married, you know. So it was like whenever it happens, happens was kind of the plan. Um, so it just happened to be, you know, kind of in the middle of that tour, and so it's it's kind of ends up being perfect perfect timing in a lot of ways. I'm going to ask you a few questions about this, and mm-hmm. then we'll move from it. But I just have some questions to somebody yeah. who because we're talking about this now in my life. Mm-hmm. How did she tell you? Have you shared that? I don't think I've told anybody how she she told me. Um, did you? Okay, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm not even going to pressure you to say it. Did she tell you or did you find out together? How about that? She told me, yeah. And your reaction out. was? Oh, cry. I cried a lot. Yeah, I was very excited. Can you remember that moment pretty vividly or does yeah. it kind of black out? No, I remember it very vividly. It was on the bus. She told me on the bus when it was just me and her on there. Um I think she had been on a trip with some friends, like a girl's trip type thing. I think they went to Sedona. Is that a place that... Sounds fancy. Yeah. I don't even know where it is. Is that, that a place that people yeah. go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wine? Is there wine there? Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe? Is that a wine place? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like like Redneck Napa, maybe, or something? I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong guy? Um, we didn't have that in Arkansas. But they went, they went there, her and some of her friends, and I guess she found out on the trip, on that trip. 
which if it is a wine place is really unfortunate because you probably didn't get to do anything <laughs> after that. So. <laughs> so at what point does that start that you're going to be a dad start to creep into your creative process when you're thinking, because as someone who is writing or thinking about writing and you're yeah. coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. you know, you are basing a lot of it on your inspiration. Yeah. It, when does that start to creep in? Well, it really hasn't yet too much because a lot, I mean, every song that's going to be on this album is, was written before I found out. So there isn't, I don't have the like dad, but are you thing. writing now? Have you written any songs? I haven't. I haven't. None. I'm just kind of waiting. I'm just kind of waiting. Like, I feel like until he's born, you know, it's going to be the, I feel like that's going to be the moment, you know, there's not many songs you can write about like, cleaning out your guest room and like buying diaper trash cans and stuff, you know? I think you could do it. If anybody could though, right. I, I think you'd have a, a you'd have a way of doing I that. A shot uh, for sure. yeah. I love it. Yeah. You mean diaper genie? Yes. Yes. Diaper genie. Yeah. Shout out. Sponsor me. These things are not cheap, man. Holy cow. Uh, Luke Combs is here. And so uh, the album comes out June 24th. You've put out mm-hmm. two songs from yep. this new record, uh, Doing This and then Tomorrow Me. Mm-hmm. So is there some sort of strategy as what songs you release first and second from the album or like fast, slow? Like what happened yeah. there? I think doing this was, man, we were just kind of, I don't want to say like hang on for dear life, but it's like we, I really loved that song, you know, ever since since I wrote it and you know, we debuted it on the CMAs last fall, uh, which was really cool to get to do that. Um, but there was no plan yet for an album, like for the album at that time that that song came out. I mean, we knew it would eventually be on whatever album was going to come out. But it was like we had that song, it was done, and we really loved it. And it was like, well, it's just time to put something new out. And so then we'll just that will just be the first song from the album. But it, when it came out, that was never, that was never the plan. Um, and then tomorrow me is just a song. I, mean, I just love the way it sounds. Somebody, it's, a fan had asked me that on, on uh, Twitter the other day. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be called that forever now, but somebody else owns <laughs> the it. Tesla Witter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tesla or, or Twil, uh, Twesla. <laughs> Twesla. That's it. But yeah, they asked me like, why did you put this song out? And, I was like, I don't know. I just like it. You know, it's just there's I don't know. It's sometimes I think like I, I did this as a fan, too, was like I always try to like read into what somebody's doing. Like, what's their what were they thinking? Like, what does this mean? And I'm like, sometimes it just doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? And like not in a bad way, but it's just like I really loved that song and um, I wanted to put it out. What's the? It's funny you say that. But what's the most fun song that you've ever written and recorded that really had the least depth on purpose? Does that question make sense? Yeah, it's that. It's fun. It's just for fun. We just were feeling good and we did it. Yeah. What is it? Um, I probably loving on you. You know, and it's just like sometimes you're you're in the writing room and it's like okay, sometimes you do have this really heavy thing that you're thinking about that you can't stop thinking about that you have to write about, and then sometimes. You know, it's like you get in there and it's like, hey, man, let's write a damn hit song today. You know, like it can be that simple of a conversation. Um, But and a lot of times for me, a song like Loving On You, I'm always thinking about I need something that I feel like is going to be really great for the show, for the live show, Um, because that's kind of always been my focus is like, you know, I don't want to have, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, I've just put out doing this and tomorrow me. So it's going to sound you know, probably ridiculous, but I try to not have too many slow songs 
but some, man, something about a sad song makes me happy, you know? I don't know why. Same. Yeah. When I'm listening to music for myself, right. I'm, I always pick slow songs. Yeah. Like I, just, yeah. There are not a lot of up, upbeat bangers that I'm like, all right, I got some me time. Let me listen to yeah, some. Yeah, let me listen to some. Let me get in my feels to some beer and I break my heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke Combs is here. I, being such a prolific songwriter, I wonder when these cases continue to come out where folks are going, all right, this song was written in 1971, and it looks like you know this person stole this song. This mm-hmm. is happening all the time, and mm-hmm. a lot of people go, well, there are only so many chords and so many notes, mm-hmm. and, but endless ideas. Sure. How do you protect yourself from that? Because any song you write, almost just mathematically, yeah. is going to have similarities to other yeah. songs. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think that you can... Really, I mean, in the sense of you just got to write stuff and, you know, if that happens, it happens. I mean, it hasn't happened to me, knock on, you know, um, which maybe tells you that I don't steal people's stuff. Um, but I don't I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's bound to happen to me at some point. Um, and, yeah, there. I mean, I think you are bound to step all over something that somebody else has done, you know, intentionally or not. I mean, um, it's a tough though, man, that's a tough thing. Cause it's just like how many songs get put out every day? 20,000 songs every day, I think get put on, you know, the streaming services. So it's like eventually, I mean, how many songs is that a year? I mean, millions. Yeah. It's just mathematically. It's, it's just, seems, if there's only 12 notes yeah. or something, you know, that you can do, I mean, obviously that's not, there's, you know, an endless amount of songs that probably sound really similar to each other. Well, like in, I guess, by 2002, I wrote a song called uh, Getting Shoved by Other Dudes, and it goes, Because I hate it getting shoved by other dudes. It sounds a lot like loving on you. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Might see that one in court. Bully. Yeah, I might have to go. I'm interested. Yep, I'm just I'm saying. We just got your first case. Just floating That's that true. out Perfect. there. Perfect. And you know, obviously, Perfect. too, it's whenever a song becomes massive. Sure. Because then it's a target, sure. and it's like, oh, we can make right. a little money off that. Yeah. I just, you know, it just feels like you have to be protected. And mine is nothing like yours, but I write comedy songs and jokes, and I have to have insurance. That if I do In get case, sued, like libel type. Yeah, stuff? well, not not even libel, but if I do get sued because someone said, "Hey, you stole a melody from this song," like I have insurance uh, up to a certain point. Wow. I would imagine a premium on like your stuff would be crazy. You know what scares me about it, and maybe saying this is just the worst idea ever because it can be invented now. But me and my guitar player talk all the time about at what point is there just an app? That you can play it into to see if it's been and how go, much of it. What percentage mm-hmm. of this that terrifies me, even if it's unintentional, you know, because then you're getting into things where it's like, oh, well, here's some song. Yeah, that came out in 1980. That was a that no one's ever heard. It just something that yeah. no one's ever heard. And they go, well, you it's too close to this thing, even if you've never even heard that song. But then what I would do is I would I'd debate. find the limit. Like I say, it was 19%. I would steal from the greatest songs 18% purposefully. <laughs> so I could, wow. See, I would you find a way it around it. Yes, right. I would actually Right. Steal. Then there'd be some definition of how much Then I'd be like, <laughs> didn't hit the limit. What are you going to yeah, do? That's true. I'd say, that's sue me. And they couldn't. <laughs> and they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> well, Bobby, who was it? Is it Ed Sheeran that is now videos every writing session that he does uh-huh. to, to have to proof? To go, yeah. Look, he's a, this is us organically coming up with this. It's just fascinating to me. I have my, this whole album on video. Not for that reason. Do you guys watch it sometimes? You and Nicole no. just sit around and watch <laughs> it? Oh, oh, I hate my, weird. My, like me watching myself makes me absolutely cringe. Like anything. Really. What about a live sh- Do you watch your live shows back ever or listen mm-hmm. back? No. Game tape? No. It just, God, just would cringe me out, I think. What about posting 
live performances, do you post them or do you have somebody else? Uh, I have somebody else that does that if, if something like that comes up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just, I don't know. It's just strange, you know? I understand. I don't listen to the show and I'll get some, because the Opry will let me post any of my stand-up that I do there and I'll yep. watch it and I'll be like, I don't like how I said that word. I look like an idiot. <laughs> and my wife will be like, that's pretty funny. You can, I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. think so. I slur. I, <laughs> but it's like, it's not for you. I guess it's not for us to like, you know what I mean? Like Good, it's like because I don't the intention. Yeah. Like we are the only person in the world that can't watch our show and think about it, you know, objectively or whatever. What's what's on the goal list for you now? Like I wonder what oh, what man. drives you at this point to be yeah a better version of yourself. Sure. Let's keep personal out sure. of it, sure, because you have big big From things music there. Music standpoint, for, yeah, professionally, what drives you now? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'll, you know, always wanting to write better songs. I think is. The, the top thing for me um and i think i don't you know i don't know if that's if you can even do that or what i mean um but i don't know i just want to have a long career i think now at this point is like you know i've been doing it for i don't know for five years now or four years now on kind of in an official sense uh, of like having a deal and putting stuff out and playing shows and doing stuff like this and I would just like to continue to do that, you know, like continue to be in the conversation for like the people at the top of the genre. I think for the next, you know, 10 years or 15 years, I think is something that I would like to do, you know. Whenever you, do you order Uber Eats to your house ever or Uber Eats or like Postmates? We, don't, we you know, don't have that. It doesn't I come live. out that far. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing yeah. like that. Uh-uh. What about if you're in a city? Do you ever use Uber, period? Do you ever put your name on an app, I guess? No. It's like, I, I'm like, it's never, I don't think I've ever had a, like an instance where it's happened where someone's been like, I've had like where the, all of a sudden the person delivering it recognizes me, but it's not like my stuff was in there. I like, I'll order Uber Eats or something to like, or Postmates to like a hotel or. But your name's not, it's not delivering to Luke. No, it'll just be like, like you can just put like LC as your name on there or whatever. Guy who wrote, loving on you. Yeah, guy <laughs> that, who wrote. Or even yeah. that. Yeah. If you're out driving, again, I'm going to go a little personal okay. here. Yep. If, what's your daily drive around car? Uh, I drove a Ford F-250 here today. That's what That's what I kind of Are your windows tinted? The front ones are not. So what? Do no. people ever see you and then go, holy crap, there's Luke Cohen. Let's, let's follow him. I don't think it's ever been like fall. Like I, where I live, it's like it's a smaller town. It's like an hour from Nashville. So everybody just knows that I live there. You know, I've lived there for three years now. And so it's kind of like I don't want to say they're over it, but they're just kind of over it. You know, like what about like, if oh, you're cool. in town and you're at a traffic light? Yeah, it happens a lot. They point like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Um, but I just hate the tinted windows thing because I feel like at nighttime I can't really see super well. Out of That's the probably a better reason to not get the tinted windows thing, if you, you know? can't see. I don't know. It's like, I, it's like I've just – it used to bother me a lot. Like it took me a long time to get used to like the fact that people – like I always felt like people were staring at me or something. Like, um, And that took me a good – I don't know. It was like up until – I guess up until COVID happened, it really bothered me. And then afterwards, like, I've just had two years to just, like, kind of just bathe in it, you know? You just kind of, like, understand that this is how your life's going to be for a while um, or maybe forever. And so I'm just fine with it. Like, it doesn't bother me at all anymore. Your transition has been rapid from 
dude mm-hmm. to really famous dude. Sure. I mean, you, it feels like you've been here 20 years with the yeah. success you have, but like you said, it's been four years or so. Mm-hmm. Can you go and just have dinner at a restaurant? Yeah. You can. Yeah. Without getting in a corner or a like, can you just yeah. go in and be like, yeah. we like to have a table? Now you have to pick the restaurant. Like you have to like, you know, I, the, I, the first time I ever hung out with Ed Sheeran was at the Twin Peaks in Brentwood. <laughs> true story. It's a true story. How'd Which, by go? the way, Twin Peaks is a chain. Like it's like, like, a Hooters. It's like Hooters yes, type yes, thing. yes. Well, he had hit me up and was like, "Hey, you know, it's like, let's hang out, whatever." And he that's where he told me he was, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I'm on the way. It's like me and my wife and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, man, just checking that we're going here." He was like, yeah, yeah, dude, we're here. Come on. <laughs> so get in there. And it's like all of a sudden, dude, the people start coming up, coming up, coming up. And he's like, dude, I'm really sorry, man. Like, no one ever bothers me here. You know, and I was like, dude, you've taken me into the beehive, dude. This is. Twin Peaks is your wheelhouse. This is <laughs> you. Like, if you, if I took you to a wine bar, people would be. And I'm like, dude, no one ever bothers me at this wine bar. <laughs> But then you showed up, it would be different. This is the same thing. Like if you, the only thing that would be worse would be like, hey man, do you want to go sit in the stands at a NASCAR race? You know, he's like, no one ever bothers me here at the NASCAR race. No one knows who I am at the NASCAR race. You know, because it's just not his, you know, his crowd is not at that place. Were you able to finish a meal or did you guys have to jump and go somewhere else? We, we, I don't even think we ate. It was like they, like him and his buddies were there and they had already eaten. And then we ended up going somewhere else. Like, I think, I think it was like Thursday night football. He calls Derrick Henry one dread because he doesn't know, like, he doesn't know any. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I like the Titans because I like Nashville. Like, if I cheer for an American football team, it's the Titans. <laughs> but he doesn't, like, know any of the players' names. And it looks like he only has one direct coming yeah, back. Yeah, has, like, the big yeah, 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 coming yeah. out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny that he took you yeah, to Twin that's Peaks. That's his favorite player, though, is, is Derrick Henry. Yeah. Whenever you win an award like a Entertainer of the Year award, you know, you get – I mean, a very few select people get – three, four, five, six of those. And then you kind of start to get so many of them. And even though you're killing it, people start to go, well, he's already had it so many times. Right. I feel like now a little bit, you've had such success. Like, are you preparing yourself for not actually going down in any way, still going up, but people going, we've already given Luke all the awards. We have to go somewhere else. I kind of, I kind of feel like I'm there a a bit already, you know? And I feel like that's made the, like, not that I've had a bunch of entertainment, I've only had one, but it's like, it's kind of like you become – it's like the same version of the town that I live in. Is people are like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, Luke Combs, and he's really famous, and that's cool. That's, you know, like especially when they see me out. It's like when it's like – I don't know if, if, you know, I don't have kids yet, but, you know, when you get a kid a toy, they still have their favorite toy, and then you get them a new toy, and it's like they love the new toy like crazy. and Oh, my gosh, I love this new toy. And they still have a bunch of other favorite toys, but they're not as excited about them because of the new toy. And not that I feel that way at all, but I think that happens a lot. I mean, you know, look at a guy like Luke Bryan's been around for ever. The guy's done everything that you can possibly do, and he's still like insanely famous. You know, it's just a you're just at a different. You're almost like you've reached cruising altitude, 
and you have to keep the plane up there as opposed to you're not making the climb anymore, which is a whole different thing. I think the Luke Bryan analogy is great because, yeah, he continues to kill it, and people yeah. just forget him for stuff. It's just like he's just insanely killing it all the time. Your stadiums that you're doing, I mean, look at you. There's only a few acts, period, in any any genre that can play a stadium. Yeah. And, you know, to play 70, 80, 90,000. Like, Crazy. that's wild. Do yeah. you – when these things go on sale, do you go look at tickets on these and click each section, and or is it a different no, animal? No, I, I never have. I've never done that for any show ever. Like, I've never gone and been like – Oh man, how many tickets are we doing? You know, you don't I, even ask. I'm never. I'm not like a chart guy. Like I'm not calling. Like how's the song doing on the charts? You know, like I don't know. Like I just find if, like if you're playing, I don't know. If like if you're playing for the end result, then it's kind of, you know, you miss the whole game. You know what I mean? Like if you only care about winning. Did you ever have a time in your career though? And I'm sure you did. I guess I'm asking which. What was the last yeah. point where you go? Dang, I can't believe there weren't that many people that showed up. Because it's been a while. Because you caught, and when you caught in clubs, you couldn't pack enough people in clubs. You couldn't yeah. get a venue that fit you because the timing was always weird. You were growing faster yeah. than the shows were happening. Yeah, and the only time I was ever worried about it was our first show of the tour last fall. It was two. We were doing two nights in Raleigh, and the whole tour had been sold out for two years. But it was like. Okay, COVID was still going on at that time, really. Um, and it was first show is indoors. We were like one of the first acts in the country to like tour inside, especially on that level. 360 stage for the first time ever, center of the arena. No one on my crew had ever done that before. I had never done that before. And I'm sitting in the green room and I'm like, you know, I remember Ashley was out on stage, and it's like McBride. I kinda, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I kind of popped out, and I was like, "Ooh, it's like it's looking a little thin out there." And I was like pretty nervous about it, you know. I was like, "I mean, these tickets. People bought these tickets two years ago, you know. I, like, I don't remember what I was doing two years ago. <laughs> what if they bought? What if they bought the tickets and just forgot that they have them? And now I've got forty shows that I'm going to do." That people don't even remember that they want to go to because they're it's been two years of insanity, and then of course when I went out there it was just absolutely packed. I found out it was some sort of like metal detecting thing or something. Stupid security, they, I hate it. Don't you guys? <laughs> yeah, what, a, what a waste. Where they like couldn't yeah. get people in fast enough. They were taking something. bombs from people. Uh, <laughs> just let them in. <laughs> no, but I, I was I was I was I was worried about it because because you just don't know. No one had toured inside yet. This was the first show of the tour for us. Every show we had done up to that point for you know in 2 years had been outside for a few months. And it's like the tickets are 2 years old. So I didn't know, you know, it's not like everyone calls me and goes, "Hey man, see you there." It's like I get 25,000 text messages of like, "Can't wait to see you tonight." You know, it's like you just don't know. You know it's sold out, but you don't know if those people are going to show up or not. And I think I mean scans have been tough for people the last I mean, since since it came back. But, I mean, I think we averaged – I mean, I think the worst night we had was like 90% of the people showed up. That was the worst night we had. Pretty good. Just pretty good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna end you with this. And it's something – and, again, it's, the scales are way different. But I'm doing shows here in town, like comedy shows and like a motivational thing. And there's a story that I'm going to tell that I've never told before, and I struggle with getting emotional telling it. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never told it without crying. Okay. And so my, my concern is – 
I'm going to get up in a show and I'm getting to have such emotion that I'm get, and that's okay. I'm, I'm great mm-hmm. with it. I'll have emotion. Be yeah. fine. That I, I, it'll be a struggle. Have there ever been songs or do you kind of, they get emotional, but you play them so many times it starts to not be as emotional. Has that ever happened with you where yeah. something triggers you and you get yeah. emotional based on a memory? Yeah. It's it, like, for me, it's more like, it's especially during like, even though I'm leaving, you know, um, and not that that song is like, it doesn't have like an insanely personal thing that resonates for me. Um, but there's always somebody in like the front row that is just like devastated. Like, and it's, they're right there. And it's like, you're looking at them and it's like, there's like people holding them and they're like, you know, they can't even like look at the stage kind of thing. And like, that's what I struggle with the most is when it hits somebody else in that way and I'm like seeing that I've definitely gotten that way before this one's for you has gotten me a a bunch of times because I play that one by myself acoustic um, especially at like milestone type shows you know like we did Red Rocks on like on Mother's Day it was like our first time playing there sold out my mom was there my mother-in-law was there and it's like you know, a whole like family, everybody wants to come to the Red Rocks thing. It's such a unique thing. And, you know, my first, um, you know, first stadium show was in the town that I went to college in, you know, and so there are just these milestone moments and that song always kind of hits that for me. Cause that's the song that really for, in a lot of ways for me sums up, like I had just moved to Nashville when I wrote it and it was like, I was kind of thanking everybody for like helping me get to that point, you know, and so that one, that one strikes me a lot too. Well, the story I tell is the first time I met you and I start crying. So I'm going to do it. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Right guys. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be like, he just walked. I'm choked up now. <laughs> hey, listen, Luke Combs is here. He's going to come back. We won't see you for a bit, but the new album uh, coming out in a couple months, April, May, June. Yeah, two months. Yeah. Two months. Mm-hmm. Luke will be back in a couple months. But, dude, thanks for the new song. Uh, good luck. Go to LukeCombs.com. And um, the, if there are any tickets anywhere, that's where you go and find them. Other than that, killing it. Love to see you when you come around. Yeah, and I yes. will see you soon, you my all. friend. Appreciate it. All right, there he is, Thank Luke you. Combs. It's the best bits of the week. With Morgan number two. This one is a little controversial putting in at number two because we did reveal some things about the storage unit that Bobby and Lunchbox bought, but we also couldn't reveal quite everything because it was uh, a little uh, iffy situation. So that's about it. I know some people are mad we didn't reveal it, and I know that you guys are going to listen and be like, well, that wasn't really a reveal, but... You should still listen. You got to get caught up because at some point down the line, we're going to reveal some of this information and you can put the two pieces together on your own. Number two. All right, the big moment's finally here. So Lunchbox went out to our storage unit that we won in an auction last week. All we could see was a few pictures taken from basically outside the storage unit. We put our money together. The winning bid was $190. But after taxes and a little fee to the auction site, we paid $236.09 for everything in this storage unit with the goal of taking it and selling it and making more than $236.09. So, here is Lunchbox arriving at the... We nervous? Oh, so nervous. So nervous because I was like, what if I'm going to be so disappointed? After all this time, the bidding, the sweat and tears that we put into hitting those buttons, what if we lose money? Did you hit a button at all? No. Okay, cool. So here's Lunchbox arriving at the storage unit. And also, I would like to just say, he prays to something called the storage locker gods. 
Yes, not there's really. a different god for different things. Okay. okay. Is that right? No. Okay, no, no, there's not. Okay, here we go. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. I'm the big winner. I'm here to make my millions of dollars. I bought a unit. Yeah, businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. Hey, my first. Hey, I'm not gonna get high, but hopefully. Hey, let, 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 let's say a little prayer here, right? Okay. Dear, dear, dear storage locker gods. Okay. Dear, dear storage locker gods. Amen. 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 Please, please, let us strike gold and make lots of money on this unit. Money, money, money. I know that's right. Yeah, yeah, now listen, when I say storage locker guys, when I say please shine down on me and let us make some money, I mean like cold hard cash. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? He 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 does that sometimes. Okay. Because yeah. I'm excited, guys. No, you, you have different voices for different things. Okay, and so lunchbox <laughs> goes to the uh to the actual unit, right? Yes. And you're gonna like oh, I don't know what I mean I'm I'm I want everybody to know we're here we're here to celebrate we're gonna open it I is mean there a the, lock on it uh, no she had taken the lock off there was just this red tag that identified my locker and she said you go find that red ta- red tag it's yours and I went and found it woo everybody here we go three two one open sesame. Now, three, two, one. I had to unlock it, see? <laughs> All right. Three, two, oh one. Open sesame. Oh, yeah. Was it full? It was not full. Okay. I mean, there's just a few things in there, and I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, this is what it feels like. This is what they feel like on Storage Wars when they finally get to go in their locker and start digging through things. So Lunchbox and I have talked about what was in the locker. And? I really can't share with you what was all in the locker. What do you mean? Well, let me say this. There was a burner phone. Oh. (laughs) What else? Uh Uh-uh, I can't. (laughs) A burner phone and other things you can't tell us? (laughs) Yeah. What? Use your imagination. But d- are y'all going to make money? Well, we're going to no. sell it, but we're not going to sell it publicly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What I have in mind, I don't think you can sell bones and be legal. There what? are no drugs in oh, okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. There's nothing illegal in there. This is how they become drug dealers. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> hey, man, I, mean, I was just selling what it was in the locker. <laughs> yeah, officer. No, I swear, man. We bought it legally. Uh, there were no drugs in there. Okay. But? But what was in the... The storage unit. I don't feel comfortable sharing. I'll say there were some shoes in there. We say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some. We already knew. Yeah, those there were some the nice shoes. shoes. Yeah. Some really expensive shoes. Okay. Like not just the air, the, the Jordans that were in the picture. Yeah, just the Jordans in the picture. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was the cream on the. It wasn't. No, well, that was. What's the big deal? Like shoes, were they? There's something he can't tell there's, us. Maybe. There are some things that we bought inside the storage unit that I feel like if we share. Puts us at risk. Oh, I can understand that. So I support you. So it's, I know what it's like to be scared. We're still gonna try to sell them. Interesting. <laughs> we might make a lot of money. <laughs> but at this huh. point, right now, I cannot tell you what was in the storage unit. So how are you gonna sell it? Pawn I don't shop? know. I don't know. I'm nervous. Uh, but the deal is, Lunchbox has to sell it. So, yeah, yeah, he has to. So do he it. has to go do it. But in the storage unit, there were things. That we don't feel comfortable sharing on air because it could put us at risk. The person that lost this unit probably would prefer have, to have not lost this unit. And 
I don't want to say what they are. So how did they lose it? I don't understand. They didn't pay the rent. They didn't pay the rent for... And then they just, they know, okay, well, I guess I'm never going to get my stuff back. Well, I mean, the storage place called the person over 100 times. And oh. they could have rebought it in the auction, too, yeah. for $236, okay, so which they should have done <gasps> because there's way more than $236 worth of stuff. What no if way. they die? So if we get out... Oh, the, oh, oh they could have. Okay. Oh. No, no, they could... You hear what I... They... No, I know. Here, that's what I'm saying. They, here, <laughs> okay. here, here's what I'm saying. They, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Say I, that. I, uh, uh. I, I'm also worried the phone number they had, the storage unit, is that phone? Is that burner phone? phone? Yeah. Are we going to turn on the burner oh, phone? turn on the burner phone? Do I it. don't want to. Do it. Nope. Oh, we got just call that. one of the numbers and be like, hey, we got this phone. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just right. found this. Okay, so that's where we are. We have the storage unit. Obviously, when we get it, it turns into something... How does that happen? That it, I don't know. And of course, it's going to be something with us. Yes. Just to clarify, like y'all know it's a burner phone because um, on, it's written burner on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say AT and T on it's it. Because like it's like a flip a phone. Flip Motorola. Yeah. That you, yeah. 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 You ever yeah. see those movies where they're just like, yeah, take the phone, talk on it, and throw it in the throw in the ocean? Yeah. Yes. This is that. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. So that being said, we're gonna make some money off this. We're going to sell this stuff. We just can't tell you what it is right now. Maybe in a future time we can, but we definitely hit the jackpot. But it's a jackpot that might kill us. <laughs> oh, I know. You can kind of popcorn tell it. Like, tell different things from the unit at totally different times so that no one could add it up. To Absolutely. Being... We're going to sell it all first, though. Okay. So there we now, are. let's get rid of it. There okay. we are. So, Lunchbox, how do you plan to sell this stuff? Oh, man. That's, that's the scary part. Mike, of can it. you get us on the dark web? Yeah, Mike. I mean... I figure I don't know. There has to be shoe shoe people out there that want the the Jordans that you saw in the picture. Yeah. And if you have other interest in shoes, let us know. <laughs> if you have other needs, yeah. Okay, that, I, that's where we are. We're gonna sell oh, yeah. how much we make, but, but we're gonna make money. We are gonna make some money. We're gonna make. So you'll money. make your two whatever. Back. I think. Oh, yeah. oh I think oh, yeah. we'll make oh, yeah. it back pretty easily. Yeah. Well, oh, so man. first storage is success. Well, we'll see. Well, good luck to you yeah, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll see how you define success. <laughs> Uh, here is the last clip of Lunchbox after he goes in and finds it. Here you go. To my first storage unit, thank you. It's been quite an experience. Hope to get many more. This is going to be the start of something beautiful. You have a good life. Goodbye. You're a hero. Okay. Pretty dramatic. It is. But, okay. but we're gonna be we're gonna try to sell all the stuff the next week, and then we'll popcorn it and let you know what was in it. Right. He's filming his own little reality yeah. show. With his My favorite. He yells one two three open sesame, <laughs> and there's nobody around. And it doesn't open. Yeah, yeah I forgot to pull the little tab out. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's the update. We have bought it, and there's a lot in here, and we probably make a lot of money if we can get to that point. But it is shady. What's happening? That's all. We'll talk about it again in a week. But and we can't post pictures. We cannot. No. No, 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 Nothing? No. no. Well, Lunchbox, you should hold everything up yourself. No. Like a guy that caught a fish. <laughs> each, each thing you hold up. And y'all aren't being dramatic at no. all? No. Promise? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would love to say it, what was on because it would be the best content if I could tell you what was in the storage bin. Uh, but you, there are a lot of really nice shoes. I'll say that. And there's other stuff, too. That's all. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You already know this one had to come in at number one. Bobby and Eddie, the Raging Idiots, they opened for Garth Brooks, and they came back so excited about this epic weekend. It was Bobby's basically fantasy weekend with Arkansas sports, Garth Brooks, just insane. They shared lots of details from the show and everything that kind of happened, what their weekend was like. So if you haven't heard all of that, this is the moment you are getting caught up on right now. Number one. Right, let me start this off with an announcement. On June 17th and 18th, I will be doing the first two shows of my Nashville residency at the CMA Theater here in Nashville. So everybody come. And I didn't really know what to call it, so I called it, brace yourselves, the No Bad Words Comedically Inspirational Nashville Only World Tour. So hmm. we hope you come. I hope you come. It'll be part comedy act. Part motivational speech, and it'll be a lot of fun. So come out. If you guys want to get tickets to the show, you can go to bobbybones.com on Friday. That'll probably be the easiest place. Or cmatheater.com. So bobbybones.com or cmatheater.com on Friday. There are two shows on a Friday and a Saturday. Uh, I'll talk about the shows that we did, the one show that we did on Saturday. We got to open for Garth Brooks, and it's pretty awesome. It was almost like a fantasy camp weekend for me. Yeah. Because... Got up Friday afternoon and I did some NIL stuff with some of the athletes at Arkansas, which now you can hire athletes and they can be paid. So we've got a clothing brand and I worked with like seven of the athletes and we shot a bunch of stuff that'll be coming out pretty soon. And then after that, went and hung out with the head coach of the Arkansas football team, Coach Pittman, and went to the football complex. It was just like if I got to create the perfect weekend 
of Arkansas sports and then Garth. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I owe somebody some money to like fantasy camp somewhere. Uh, and then Saturday we went and we did a sound check at like three at Razorback Stadium. And empty was really cool because I've been in that stadium a bunch, a bunch of times going to football games. But when it was packed, it was even wilder because I've never seen that stadium full of people on the ground. I believe it was the most attended event in Arkansas history because that's the biggest venue in the state, but they've never had people on the ground as well. So the, the field was also covered. So we were going to go on and do 30 minutes. And we were talking to Garth beforehand. And so we get there and, and Garth and Trisha are finishing their sound check. And it's, everything's pretty loose. To be such a tightly run you know, perfectly sounding ship. Everybody's just real chill and cool. And so we get there and we're just hanging out, ready to go do our thing. And Garth and Trisha are still singing. I think they were doing, I'm on the inside. Uh, what's that song? I need no. Shallow. Shallow. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. And so we walk up and I know them, but still it's like, it never leaves me that that's Garth Brooks. And then it's Trisha. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to bother them. Well, of course, they don't even see it that way. So they come over and they're like, what's happening? You guys ready? And I'm like, yeah, we're ready. You know, a quarter of me still has a little bit of nerves about it. Just excited. And Garth says, hey, you know, you can use this whole stage. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's an entire circle. And most of the time when there's an opening act, the big act says, this is your small space. And this big space is for us. But you get the small space, and we don't want you to use the big space because this is our spot, and we want to really break that in with the people. And Garth's like, use it all. Run around. Like, go over there. Do that. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you want, you're telling me I can go to all the places that you can only go. And it's like, I don't care. This is like our home together. And so we, we finished talking, and we can take a picture and talk to Trisha a little bit. And then I, one of their... One of Garth's guys comes over. He's like, you can use the whole stage. I'm like, I'm not going to use the whole stage. The opening act doesn't do that. And he's like, no, you'll use the whole stage or I'll give you a knuckle sandwich after the show. And I was like, okay, I guess, sir. So what do you So I doing? use the whole stage. Okay. Only a couple of times because there are people sitting all around it. You know, it's in the middle and the stadium circles it. But a, a, a headlining act just doesn't allow that to happen. I guess Garth wasn't threatened. Nor, nor <laughs> should he be. <laughs> but yeah. it was really nice. It, it just super kind as a headliner to allow that. Secondly, we're talking about the show, and he goes, hey, you know, um, if you guys are playing and you feel it, you're feeling it. He goes, just keep playing. He says, I don't care how long you play. What? Exactly. <laughs> he said, if you're feeling it, just keep playing. And I'm like, playing what? You know, He said, if it's going great, stay, play more songs. And I said, they'll kill us. And he goes, no, they won't. He said, because you'll know if you're feeling it. And then I said, well, what if it's like two hours later and we're still... And Trisha goes, no, I'll come stop that yeah. if you're doing that. <laughs> so just the loveliest of hosts. And, you know, we go out and Garth was super cool. And he's like, we're going to make sure it's dark before you guys go on. Because he wanted it to really feel like, a, you know, us being a part of the show too. And so we go on and... It was just kind of a blur at first. It kind of because it's pretty emotional. It's like where I grew up. It's like my favorite place in the whole world. The fans were just extremely generous. Um, and then we played our set, and it was over. And I really started to feel like it was super cool when it was over, because while we're doing it, I feel like I got to work, I got to perform. We were brought here to not be a nuisance to people. Now worried that some of our funny songs maybe wouldn't translate to a huge crowd, but it's pretty good. And we finished it pretty good. 
So when you did finish, like what emotions were you feeling? Because when I watched a video of you coming out of the tunnel, like to meet Caitlin, and then y'all walked off, it was almost like I was watching you leave like a major sporting event. Like like I won like the Super Bowl? Yes, like yeah. you're coming through the tunnel and you're walking out and your wife's meeting you and y'all walk through and you're fist bumping the crowd. Like it just seemed like, you know, biggest sporting event in history, but you're not an athlete. Yes, I am. Just not there. I'm not, <laughs> okay. I'm not an athlete. Something like that. I played, you play trains every day. But that, like two was, hours. Th- that was the energy I was mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, it was cool. And it, I think a lot of that energy, though, was because that's my spot, like my personal most home spot. And I didn't fall down. It's all, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good show. Uh, Stacy's on in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The Garth show was fantastic. And we can talk about that later, but he's the greatest performer I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. life. Uh, Stacy in Fayetteville, Arkansas, thank you for calling. What's going on? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. Hey, um, I just wanted to let you know, I actually work in Fayetteville, and I work for um, uh, Washington County Court Services, and we have security every day, and they volunteer and work these big concerts like this. And they, two of my security guys were working on the floor, and they said that before the show, you and Caitlin came walking by, and you kind of went out of your way to say hello to them and how nice you were and how you're like the nicest celebrity they've ever met. And it was just, it meant a lot to them because most people just disregard security. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I, the word celebrity is being thrown around pretty loosely here. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, and if they think I'm the nicest, well, they must not have been lucky enough to meet Garth Brooks. Uh, but, you know, I, those guys are making sure that I don't get stabbed. Got to appreciate that, you know? If, if someone stab Eddie, I'm, all, I'm okay with that. Mm. But I just want I to be in front of a human shield, you know? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, come on. They're out there busting their butts. So uh, just happy to say hello to people that are also happy to be there. And I appreciate that call, Stacy. Hey, I have to say I was disappointed with one thing. I thought you might bring Caitlin up and introduce her. She has no interest at all <laughs> at being on a stage ever in her whole life. She would have killed you if you said that. Yes. Yes. She, so she just she's not for it. It's not her thing. Uh, but she was there. She, she met a lot of people. A lot of people coming up, taking pictures when she was hanging out. But thank you, Stacy. I appreciate that. Uh, here's Kimberly in, in Arkansas who wants to mention something. Kimberly, you're on the air. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, I just wanted to say, you are fantastic. Me and four of my girlfriends came up there, and we stayed at a house in Friday night and Saturday night. We came to the concert. Two of them had never heard of the Raging Idiot. One of them fell madly in love with Eddie, and the other one is just so enamored and loved y'all so much that she's going to be an avid listener. Today's her first day listening. But the prank you pulled... When y'all were saying, are you ready for the maze act to come up? That was hilarious because there was 80,000 people on their feet. And you're like, just kidding. Sort of, yes. So we wrote a (laughs) song and we had it up. You know, we had posted it before the show. Wrote a song. It's like, nobody cares about the opening act. And there's a rhyme that's like, we may not be a band you know, and you only want to be here for the star of the show. And what we were doing was just kind of bait and switching them. And the star of the show in our mind was the chorus of the song. And so we're like, are you ready? We never say he. We never say Garth. We never allude to Garth. We're like, are you ready? And and I can play it to you. You know, this was recorded straight from the board. So this is us performing live, getting the crowd going. And it goes back into the second chorus, right? Okay, here we go. Nobody cares about the opening act. Nobody cares about the opening act. Don't know a single song 
never make it. Wait, you'll never make it? No. And I don't know how they can all take it. Please just take it. I for guess the star they of the thought show. Garth Brooks was going to be introduced during our set. Yeah, well, why would yeah. they think that? We have a, we have a mini drum set. <laughs> <laughs> None of the big lights. And we're like, there he is! Yeah, we got him good. That's good. What, Amy? I mean, yes, obviously. Yeah. It was a perfect moment for him to walk out. No, no, it, it was not. It was not That's not how he gets That's on stage. That's not how Garth Brooks comes out. It's a big... <laughs> he doesn't let this little band introduce him. <laughs> a four-piece with no bass guitar. <laughs> Some people, they don't know that. Y'all, yeah. everybody's phone, everybody starts standing up recording. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, they're either going to riot or it's going to be the funniest joke ever. Oh. Uh, but I appreciate that call. We could talk more about it later. Um, <laughs> it's just an amazing, amazing weekend. It was. It was an amazing weekend all the way around. And um, thank you very much. And for everybody who was super nice to us, we really appreciate that. We're not doing any more shows. Everybody's like, are you opening in LSU? We are not. Oh, for Garth? The Raging Idiots right away. Well, a lot of people were like, hey, we think you should do a stadium act. Yeah, yeah right. After that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They didn't really say that. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's it for the best bits, just the bits. Again, make sure y'all go check out part one of Best Bits this weekend, which is an interview with the one and only Scuba Steve. We talked about, you know, bald heads, movies we recommend, haircut. I mean, I could keep talking, but I'm just going to make you go listen for yourself because we also went on some fun tangents that maybe you can relate to. I don't know. I think we all need a little bit of complaints here and there. So it was a fun one to do. Make sure you go listen to that and have a fabulous weekend. Love y'all. Yes, Bobby Bones. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.